Brooklyn Wildlife is a massive music incubator, a cool-ass culture-centric brand, and more often than not, as the name implies, a hell of a good time. The brainchild of visionary curator and artist Chris Carr, Brooklyn Wildlife is a platform for the crazily creative and generates awareness on everything indie from fashion and art to nightlife and music. Now, several members of the eclectic Brooklyn Wildlife crew are about to grace our stage on this awesomely indie episode of B-Side. Now, are you ready to fly? I'm your host, Aaron Watkins, and I need you to keep it locked on B-Side. Let's do this, Brooklyn. Couldn't see them in the sunset, orange and black labeled their coats. Can't stop or else I'm eating, so I'm running for my throat. Wasn't long before I felt it with their breath right at my back. I was on the offensive, yeah, I was on the attack. I told my breath to breathe a bit deeper, told my heart to settle down. Cause this hill is getting steeper, stride, I keep my life unbound. Oh, I keep on running, keep on running, keep on running. You are Chris Carr. Can you tell people sort of how you came uh, to walk this musical path that you are, that is part of your journey? Wow, man. Um, I think it was just the best outlet for the thoughts and for the feelings that I had. Like growing up, I didn't find a profession that I would have fit into. Like I went to school for history, spent a lot of time in school, and I thought I wanted to teach. I wanted to be communicating with people, but there was something in music and in art of self-expression and not having an editor, not having someone tell you what you can and can't say. You know, having the ability to get paid to travel and to meet people that are vastly different because you have the commonality of playing instruments or drum machines or listening to old school, whatever, like whether you like classical music or whether you like jazz or, you know, bossa nova, it's a way to, I think, just like food, to be introduced to cultures in a real way and, and through people that care about it. Um, and so I think when I got to New York, it's like, well, what do you do here? You gotta make art and music, take advantage, or at least make a lot of money. Um, we're not doing that, so we better make some really good music and art, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't think I had another choice. I think I would have got fired out of any other job. I think I would have quit any other type of job. I would have gotten myself in trouble because like, I, I, I don't wake up at six, 6 or 7 in the morning, naturally. I stay up till 4 or 5 in the morning. Like my, my thoughts come to me at times where I need to be able to do it then. And I think art and music provides that for them. Don't box with a god, your hands too short. My friends get high rooftop of the Gansevoort. They brought much more than a gram to snort. I party with wild animals like lamb and horse, or clam and stork. I don't read double XL and can't stand the source. That's a fake media game I can't endorse. Conde Nast even owns Pitchfork. We're independent. We're independent. And I keep on running. I keep on running, and I keep on running, I keep on running, and I keep on running, keep on running, keep on running. When you say art and music, uh, for the people who haven't had a chance to see your art, what are the platforms and the mediums that you, that you play with? Uh, I'm a vocalist, I rap. Today we'll be rocking out with acoustic uh, and a live band. I also take photographs. I've kind of been forced into graphic design to like make flyers and do stuff for promotions. I throw events and I, I view like events and curatorial elements as an art as well. Um, 
and just really, I like making things. I like understanding what's the process, like how are things made and what can we do? Like, how do we add to the world? Like somebody out of their mind, they like built this studio. Like that's dope to me. And so I want to be involved in any facet. If there's someone out there that makes satellites, you know, if there are people that are into like things I'm not even aware of, like put me on, you know? And I, I think art and, and me being a creative inspires me to keep learning about other things to then put it in my art so then I can rap about it. Then I can incorporate the history of that into like photographs or images and stuff. After we met, I was never the same. I would dance in the rain, in leather and chains, yelling her name. Now, I'm truly clueless. My life's like moving mooses. Earth that I live on's hard is too polluted. Excuses are useless. News exclusive. Now, choose when the truth is. No, they cannot handle it. It's too abusive and inconclusive. He blew with gooses. Never been a pan of panic antenna energy with druids. A truest nudist here to make a movement, ruthless music, and fame. I'm amazing, a new tunic. Duct tape, fate, rock, blue is plumage. How do you think technology has sort of changed the, the rap game? Mm. Uh, for me, for the better. I remember when we were out there, we went to <laughs> NBA All-Star Weekend selling CDs out the car. And we out in Lenox Mall trying to hand out CDs and, you know, we playing it out the car. We got headphones, you're trying to convince people to listen to what you make. Um, and now I can literally, China, Denmark, Brazil, Nigeria, South Africa, listen to the music, see the videos. They're going to see this. Like, I mean, the technology is amazing. I, I say you have to use it. I remember when we didn't have the technology, so I, I want to use it. I want to take advantage of it. But we have to make it real life. Like, like with the people that we're going to play with tonight, we all play music together. We all jam out together. We all kick it together when we're not doing shows. But we do a lot of shows. So let's use the technology to link the people who aren't at the shows. But make sure you come to the shows if you can. In this building, black Temptation, sensation, dictation, dictation, temptation, fixation, obsession. Building black Temptation, no fixing, fixation, obsession, compulsion, and a sick, sick patient. This is waiting. Tick, tick, candle wax, sick statement. Switch places, strip naked, lick faces, six mixed races, Miss Gracious, was this this painting? Two men wait and patient on the reservation. No dinner date, so preservation. I stimulate better creations. Now imagine my nerve try to innovate and make my own damn demonstration. God body copy. You talked about a lot of different things in that in that song right there. Um, you know, what is your process for 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 creating songs? How do you sort of come about that? Stay alive. Don't be mean to other people. And make life out of something, man. And that's, that's it's simple. There's no super existential thing. It's, I have no other choice. If I didn't make this music, what would I be doing with my life? How would I spend these 24 hours every day? This is the age of robotics. It's more than the ropes and the bondage. More than the smoke and the chronic. This is two men hoping every word that we ever wrote or spoke to the know what's true and honest. Try to make a wage in the age of atomic Till I paid away one day unresponsive This one goes out to my Pocahontas Middle finger up to the popes and the pontiffs So as an artist, you know, as somebody who's known you for a long time, you know, I always see you collaborating uh, with uh, a myriad 
uh, of artists. Uh, why is it so important for you to sort of mix it up with people from other genres and always, uh, always stay creating? Uh, I think it's just my interest. When I was growing up, I liked rock music, I liked classical music, I liked hip hop. And in each realm, there was always this partition. It was like you go to rap shows and there's certain type of people there. And usually not a lot of women. And so it's this weirdly like homoerotic thing where they still hate gay people. I don't know, it's just weird. Uh, so then, you know, I, I go to some venues where then they're totally accepting of whatever your gender fluidity is and they may not be playing hip hop. Then I go to another space and dope electronic music, but my homies that play bands, like they can't perform at the spot. And so I always looked at it like, why, why can't we have that smorgasbord, but where it's good quality, not like, you know, Denny's or whatever, but like actually getting everyone in the room that's dope at what they do, not the rappers that play with like bad rock musicians or like really good rock musicians that have bad rappers or like, you know, you see some horrible fusion sometimes and where it's fake, it's not authentic. And so I think for me, it had to be authentic. When I got into tattooing, I started getting tattooed. And when I wanted to throw tattoo parties, I then knew tattooers. How many tattoos do you have now? 20-something. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to take my clothes off. Y'all don't want to see all that. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, and so I think in, in anything, it's like that personal interest drives everything. Like, I am a fan of music, of live shows. I'm front row. Like, if there are people here who play, I may not be at the show all night. I may not come out to a whole lot of your shows, because, like, I throw a lot of shows. When I go, I'll be in the front row. Even if it's only for two minutes, even if it's five minutes, I'm gonna be in the front row. And I'm gonna be listening, I'm gonna be watching, I'm gonna be learning from the artists that are performing and get inspired. I mean, we work with Acro. I don't know if y'all saw the people out there. You couldn't they were miss balancing. It. Yeah, there you go. I work with fire Thank artists. Thank you. Uh, like, that's Hollywood, man. So, like, it's, it's that world. It's like the world is out there. Like, why wouldn't I eat Vietnamese food? Like, why wouldn't I? It's delicious, that Yeah, food. you know, like, why wouldn't I, if, if given the opportunity, work with all these talented people? Uh, it would almost be like, uh, like disrespectful to not, you know, to acknowledge that talent. Well, in acknowledging that talent, you, you do a little more than that. You go one step further. You also create uh, a platform for, for that talent to, to come together and to showcase and to build and, and to perform. Uh, not only that, but you're constantly curating uh, through this platform. So can you tell us a little bit about Brooklyn Wildlife? Uh, by the way, your sweatshirt's amazing. Oh, thank you. Yep. Uh, so Brooklyn Jet Wildlife. Magazine. We, we, we are the anomaly. Like, we're basically a bunch of people that are individualistic and moved by our own passions that see collective and common cause. Like, it, it's not a collective per se. No one pays me dues. We don't have a charter. We don't have a list of bylines. If you were to ask the 20, 30 people that I work with why they work with me or what it is that they want to get out of music, some of them want to get signed and want to get famous. Some of them want to make money. Some of them want to be like socially known. Others really are music fanatics and they're into anything oriented music. Some of them are just ill painters. Some of them are whatever it is that they do, but it's the idea of how do we get all of us in the same room? How do we push like unmasked? And with the indie, for me, with the, the indie world, there's always been these indie rock, indie hip hop, uh, 
artist collectives and galleries that don't let you do rap shows. But, you know, I always end up in those places where the same house would let people do art shows, performance art, punk music, and indie hip hop. And I want to keep furthering that. There's like a legacy of people, you know, decades before me that have been pushing the idea of DIY. But I saw a real a crazy interview with Chris Rock where he was being interviewed, a person interviewing was like, so what do you think of the DIY movement? He was like, what's that? And she's like, you know, like do-it-yourself movement. He was like, how do you have a movement if you're doing everything yourself? <laughs> and it was so quick, like, word. I get the principle of be ready to do it yourself. But when you got five people working together, you can build. When you got 10 people, 20 people. We did a, a music festival with over 150 live performers of all types of genres with no sponsorship. And literally people are like, you can't throw a music festival without sponsorship. You can't throw a music festival without getting written up in these blogs. I don't care about these blogs. There's not a single media entity that can stop what we do. And they don't cover us now, so I'm not afraid of them. And I'll tell any artist, don't be afraid of these people that run companies and tell you you can't do what you want to do. You know, and that, that's the motivation. I'm, I'm also that kid like, nah, this is how I want to do it. And luckily I keep meeting people that want to do crazy-ish, you know? <laughs> so where do you want to see uh, Brooklyn Wildlife go? Universe would dictate that. I don't, I don't know, man. I'm gonna put my heart into it. I already don't sleep. That's not changing. Uh, hopefully I'll keep getting better at the things I'm doing. Hopefully we can figure out how to funnel some monetary lubrication into the machine so it can move a little smoother. But if we don't have any money, we'll still make it. We gonna be all right. Yeah. All right, so uh, what's the name of the next song we're getting into, brother? Ah, so speaking of some of the people I work with, I wanna make sure like when I got the opportunity to do this, I wanted to let people know there's a variety of ways to express the love. And so I brought in a couple artists who are gonna rock for y'all. Crimdella's up next. The song is called Extra. Homeboy told me he ain't like the flow. I said, cool, homeboy, I don't like your face. You ugly. And that's how for I, I used to wonder why the people didn't like me. Wow. That's when I realized they don't like themselves. And I remember to you people held high the sky. Hey. Got a whole lot to say and I gotta get it out. See, you know I If I ever did you wrong, you still held me down on the real God bless you. But God made us, he was flicking, he was flicking that wrist. Hey. But God made us, he was cooking, he was cooking that stuff. Hey. Extra don't read about it, don't talk about it, just be about it. Extra extra don't read about it, don't talk about it, just be about it. Extra extra don't read about it, don't talk about it, just be about it. Extra extra don't read about it, don't talk. No, no. Extra extra don't read about it, don't talk about it, you gotta be about it. Extra extra don't read about it, don't talk about it, you gotta be about it. Extra extra don't read about it, don't talk about it, gotta be about it. Extra extra don't read about it, don't talk. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, tell us a little bit of what you think about the current uh, state of the music industry right now. You know, you've been doing music for a while, and you've definitely seen the industry change. You've worked with a lot of different artists, but what are your thoughts in particular on the music industry, and what do you think of the Brooklyn music scene? Uh, that's a tough question. I don't really concern myself with the industry. I think the mode of production is outdated. I think the concept of even capitalism, socialism, communism as economic forms outdated. Those are products of the uh, industrial age, and we're postmodern. We're in the wireless age. Why are we dealing with supply and demand in that way when we know they're fabricated markets? There's no demand for diamonds till a marketing company created one. But now there is a demand for diamonds. 
and and there are people that can be concerned with that. I'm not. I'm, I want to make art. I want to make music. And we should be able to exchange it for money. We should be able to have the things that, you know, people get as grown adults when they provide a service for another person that's beneficial. And so I'm not an electrician, you know. I'm not a fireman. I'm not a doctor. Like, so I understand that there are different levels of what you do to contribute to society. But I know doctors, firemen, firewomen, nurses go to music events to get their stress out, to find community, to meet new people, to have new life experiences, get put on to things that they never experienced prior. And I think there's a social need for that. I think what we do as artists is of utter importance. And the industry is concerned with selling stuff. Someone got rich off of selling pet rocks. So you can hustle anything. The digital rocks too, and Pokemon. And you know, I, and people are getting money. And like grow plants so and stuff. So anyone fall. out there who sold some pet rocks and has a boat ton of money, come invest in some art. And don't tell me what to do with the money. Just give me the money. We're gonna make awesome stuff and people will smile. People like will enjoy life because of the contribution we as artists are making. And I think that's more important than worrying about an industry. Uh, but if you're gonna talk about the industry, burning. Crash, burn, flames, pee on it, take a dump, uh, then shovel that into a bag and throw that into a volcano. That's, that's the industry. It's a wrap. Why are people trying to sell music? Intellectual property as a concept is important in capitalism where you have proprietary ownership of things. But this is our minds, these are ideas. And sure, I like the fact that now someone said I can make you pay to say something that I said. So you wanna sample my song, you gotta pay me. That's some new stuff, that's like 150 years old. Like, but isn't the goal of the artist to put their things and you know, their art in front of as many people as possible. Put it in the universe, like like if you're a philosopher, like Plato's, like you can't have multiple orientations. You're either the philosopher or you're something else. And anything else has a purpose other than searching for wisdom. And so with me as making art, the only thing I have to do is make what's honest and authentic. Anything else then deviates from the purpose. And I do consider money. My landlord does not get paid in art. My landlord doesn't want to hear nothing about art. But on the other hand, I've been offered money to do a lot of things that I would never do. And I, you know, and that's like everyone in the world. You, you always have choices on how you want to live, you know. So, you know, what current projects do you have going on? And, and before you actually speak on that, because we talk about uh, working with artists and creating platforms, but, you know, you also have a number of annual events that have grown throughout the years. Can you tell us just briefly about your 12 Days of Art? Uh, so every January we do 12 Days of Art, and it started with a concept. I wanted to rent an art space and for 30 days straight do different installations of art and either people make music, people repaint the space, and it came from Sin, who had that concept of a conscious cycle. And he videotaped just this art space that constantly was changing, no one's art was permanent. And I love this idea of art being ephemeral, like it not being a product, not being an object to, to be commodified or to be purchased or held onto, but an experience to have. And we couldn't find a venue that would do it. And I'd already promoted like, we're gonna do 30 days of art, we're gonna do it. He was like, I'm doing it. And it didn't work, and so uh, I knew enough venues where I could do 12 days. We could do every like Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday in the month. 
And that was like maybe five years ago. And we did them in people's houses, we did them in, in venues, we did them in studio spaces, like whoever would let us do it. And uh, it's grown. So like this past year, we had probably 14 different events in the month of January and they all were in like good quality spaces, good sound. Cause like when we came up with that, we were doing one show every two weeks or like a big show once a month. I do 12 events every month now. Like I, we do shows three or four days out of the week. So Melissa and I started an art space. So we do events there. I still use other venues. Uh, I can't do stuff in my house because my neighbors are lame, but. Well, why do you, what I mean, literally, why do you, why do, you do so many events and, and types of event, events? Like where does the drive come from? Uh, mutant X gene? I don't know. pretty battles, but with thorns. A woman scorned, but I'll grab the bull by horn. I practice free love like the hippies in the 60s. In a field of flowers, IVs and lilies. Inside my iris, irises and violets. Burning purple pollen hybrids trying to describe it and describe her. I can see her when I close my eyelids. She is my ISIS. Life is so priceless. Can you also let the people know about the uh, summer music video? I mean, the summer. Festival. Summer Festival. Yes, Brooklyn Wildlife Summer Festival. 2016, we had over 150 live bands, or live performers, a mix of bands, MCs, DJs, dancers, burlesque performers, performance artists, and just amazing people, man. Like, we did 12 events in eight days, or something like that, or like 10 events in eight days. Um, the last three were in the city, so we did baby castles, we did pianos, we did cake shop. It was banana cakes. Um, we did stuff like at my man Tom Charles's crib for the final show in Brooklyn. The homies here at Kerry Blue rocked out. You know, a bunch of the people who are performing here, like we do a lot of shows together, people in the audience, we rock together. My man Nate, what's up Zach? Um, and it, it really is just a place where if you want to meet other artists, come to it. No sponsorship. There's not a single company that has their name up on anything. There's not a single person that tells me, book this band because they work with me. Book this because it will do this. We'll pay you. Last night, some dude offered me $100 to perform. I was like, perform, bro. Buy drinks for people. I don't care about the money when it comes to art. And so this festival is that one place. If I go, I won't name the other festivals, but when I go to Afropunk, I can see <laughs> the influence of corporations on it. Now, Afropunk inspired me to do what I'm doing now, but that's evolution. It leaves, there's a void, and we got to do something because Nissan is all over it. I go to certain other festivals I won't name. Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival. <laughs> there are three female performers. It's all day and there's people rapping and there are three women? I want to go to shows where I actually get that balance of energy. I don't want to hear dudes rap all night. I don't want to see 80,000 dudes in the same place. I like dudes, y'all are cool, like, you know, everything, but the feminine energy needs to be involved in the creative process. When I listen to hip hop, when I listen to certain genres of music, or when I go to certain shows, you can tell no women help throw this. Why? They don't want to? BS. They're not skilled? BS. There's a whole bunch of dudes holding people out. And so with what I want to do, man, it's a place where everyone can come. It don't matter if you want to dress in drag. It doesn't matter if you do nude performance art. It doesn't matter if you're a dude who rapped for 30 years straight and all you care about is hip hop, you will meet someone who has that same drive, but they might make drone music or they might make, you know, stuff with synthesizers and weird knobs and pedals, you know, but it's the same thread. That and you'll wrap your face off. Yeah, and if you come <laughs> see me, man, I'll be in my underwear. I'll still wrap your face off. I, I, I rapped last night naked and I, I was killing it. I was having fun, it was, it was good, and uh, we rocked out.
Shout out to people who came to Bizarre Bar last night. Bizarre. Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, what's the name of the next song you're getting into? I think we're going to do a little medley of sorts that will involve gravitational, long nights, and matrix. All right, let's get it. Now, how many flowers and words will we have in between these salty scenes? Come bring those petals back to me. I'll pick you clean, so learn all these fellows. Take your destiny, stay with me. Please let the people know how they can continue to follow your work. See me on the street, give me a high five, give me a hug. If I don't see you in person, then the internet's great. Uh, we're on Facebook. Brooklyn Wildlife, everything spelled properly. It's like Facebook slash Brooklyn Wildlife. Uh, on Twitter, BK Wildlife. On Instagram, BK Wildlife. Um, our website's bkwildlife.com. I mean, we're easy, man. I picked a, a title and name. Like, what is it? Brooklyn. You can remember that. Wildlife. Why was it wildlife? Party animals. I remember. See this? Now, the first ad was Don't Call Us Coons. All right? Yeah. So I go hard. Like, Y'all think, I've, I've told it down, man. I used to go ham on the internet. Me and Ty had people threatening us. We had, yeah. I literally had to hit up lawyers like, some dude showed me the picture of the gun and is talking about coming to my crib. We used to go ham on the internet. And so I've toned it down. But Brooklyn Wildlife, you can see us. But, you know, raccoons, they're cute, but they, yo, don't. It's the nightlife. You know? It's the nightlife. <laughs> like, like, you know, I'm cute like a bear cub, but it, all right, anyway, so. Uh, Brooklyn Wildlife, Brooklyn Wildlife. Did I say it enough times? Brooklyn Wildlife? And uh, my name is Stonehenge Parnhash Nikoski. I'm the only one on the internet. Only I was one. inspired by my man Ty. He also, he had this name, Isaac Smashimoff. And he was terrorizing people on the internet. And, but what I realized is like, you can flip the internet where you build your own name. I could use a name that is already like out there, like Brooklyn and Wildlife, and that works. But for my rap name, I want you to find me. I want you to, I'm the only one, Parnhash Smash. Like you've seen in the Avengers when like Loki stands there and he yeah. thinks he wins and then the Hulk is like, no, bam, 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 bam. That's, that's how I, the music industry, I'm looking at it like, that's Loki, I'm Hulk, smash. Light the candles when the bass hit, shape shit. Sip the boys in the snake bed, face it. There were times I didn't think I would even make it. Trying to make a living off a love and hatred. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed this walk on the wild side and get inspired to channel your indie artists. I know I'm reinvigorated. And if you want more B-Sides, please check us out on our YouTube channel. Get out the way, Chris. Follow us on Facebook, hashtag BsideBK. And if you have an idea for a band that could rock this show, please hit us up at bside at brickartsmedia.org. I'm your host, Aaron Watkins, reminding you that great rappers will still rap your face off. It's just up to you, the listener, to find them. And we'll see you on the next B-Side. The B-Side Podcast is produced by Charlie Hoxie, Keisha Cole, Roe Johnson, and Sasha Mathias. For more information on B-Side and all Brick Radio podcasts, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio. Kick up, 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 kick up